Matthew 4 and verse number 18. The Bible says, And Jesus, walking by the sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon called Peter, and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he saith unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And they straightway left their nets and followed him. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for these guys being here, Lord. It truly is a blessing to have each one of them here. God, I pray you please, God, speak to our hearts. Um, God, help it to just penetrate deep and that it would go way beyond what I say, Lord. But, God, that you would speak to all of our hearts. And, God, change us to be what you want us to be, that we would be more like you, that we would love you more. And, God, that we would be more committed to serving you, to making a difference for you with the life that you've given to us. I pray you would please give me the right words and thoughts and spirit. I, I desperately need your help, God. I can't do this if you don't help me. And, Lord, I pray you would please just uh, change us to be more like you, Lord. Help us to love you more, Lord. Bless these guys. Give them each something individually that they'll be challenged by and that they'll obey, Lord, so that uh, you can change us, Lord. We love you. Thank you for your goodness to us. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. Thank you guys for standing for a little longer than normal. All right. Matthew chapter 4. Jesus in this story, guys, walks up on a group of young men. He directed to them his call. These guys responded to his call and their lives would never be the same from that point on. We read in these verses 18 and 19 through 20. And guys, he comes up and he's walking by the Sea of Galilee and he comes up on Peter and his brother Andrew. And they're out there working. They're just out there doing their daily tasks, doing what they're supposed to do. And that's when Jesus calls them. I'll mention that as we go through a little later. But guys, let me transition this to us. In this room today is a group of young men. Jesus today, guys, is directing his call to you, towards you. How will you react? Okay? For some people, you know what they'll do? Some people in this room, you know what they'll do? They'll slough it off as unimportant. And to be honest, you know what the result is? They won't be changed. They will leave unchanged, unfazed. Really, it would make no difference whether they heard it or not because of their reaction to it. Others will respond in obedience and never be the same as a result. Guys, what I'm going to preach today is this, the call, the call. I'm not talking about the call to preach necessarily. I'm not necessarily talking about the call to be a missionary. By the way, God still calls people to preach. Um, That still happens. I'm glad when God called me back when I was a teenager and many of you guys uh, have the same testimony, but you're sitting in a service and the Holy Spirit's just pounding you and you're like, what, what do you want me to do? You know, and you keep praying about it. You keep asking God what he wants you to do. And, and he directs you and guides you that he wants you to be a preacher. He wants you to stand up behind a pulpit, open the Bible and preach to people, tell them about the gospel. That's a great thing. That's not necessarily what I'm going for today. And Certain people are called to the mission field, called to this country or that country to go there, to start a church, to reach people with the gospel. Guys, those are callings that God has. By the way, Romans says the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. You know what that means? God doesn't call somebody and then take it back. God doesn't call somebody and then say, oops, I didn't mean to. Listen, now you can disqualify yourself from fulfilling that call. Okay. But when God called you, he knew what he was doing. He made up his mind. And he's not going to change his mind. Make sure you don't change your mind. Okay? Some guys, when they start making the money or they start getting a relationship, say, well, are you called? Well, you know. <laughs> whoa, 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 buddy. I remember you standing up in church. I'm called to preach. I'm called to be a missionary. Okay, don't forget that. Okay? God hadn't forgotten, so make sure you don't forget. But I'm going to preach today about the call. Okay? Before I give you the first point, though, I want to get into kind of the setting, the background. Verse number 18. All right? Meet me in verse number 18. 
Bible says, And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon called Peter, and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. I want to set this up before we dive in so you can see what's going on. First of all, guys, these are just kind of intro points. But the first two words of verse 18, and Jesus. Guys, there's a person you need to realize here. Okay? There's a person you need to realize. Hey, hey, hey. It says Jesus was walking by this place. Guys, this is not your average Joe. This is not just somebody. This is not just some random stranger that came by. This is Jesus. All right? Jesus, the Savior, the Sovereign, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the, the, the God-man, God manifested in the flesh. That's who walked by that day. That's important. Listen, just because of who it is makes it important. So Jesus is the one coming by. He's the person you need to realize. And then, guys, get this. Walking by the Sea of Galilee. This was a precise route. Guys, Jesus wasn't just taking a stroll. Jesus wasn't just getting some fresh air. Jesus wasn't just, you know, kind of meandering and, and carelessly walking in a, a, a certain direction. I don't know. You know, we've probably all done that. Why are you walking over here? I don't know. I just wanted to. That's not what's going on with Jesus. There was a precise route. Guys, he went there on purpose. He went there intentionally. He had a reason in his mind for going there that day. You know why? Because there was two guys that he was going to call. Okay? The person that needs to be realized, it's Jesus. The precise route, he came there on purpose. He came there with a mission on his mind. And guys, what was Peter and Andrew doing? What were they doing when Jesus showed up that day? You tell me, what were they doing? I think they were cleaning their nets. Yeah, it says they're throwing their net into the sea. They're, they're fishermen. Guys, they're working. Zach, this astounds me. I would think, I mean, if it were you or me, we'd say, we need to give tracks to those guys. Right? We would wait until they had a break. Right? I mean, that's just my thought. It says they are casting their nets into the sea. They're still active. They're still involved. Guys, these are big nets. This is not some little net. This is not one of those on a, on a pole like we think of. These are huge nets. And one standing on the other side, on the on the far side, and this guy standing on the near side, and they have to throw these things out here. They're heavy. They go out there and then they pull them back and pull them back and pull them. Zach, I don't see where Jesus waited until they stopped. You know, they say, "Oh, good, twelve o'clock." Whoo, man, my back is killing me. And they walk over here and get a soda. And then Jesus said, "Hey, by the way, can I invite you?" No, that's not what happened. The indication I get, guys, they're still working hard when Jesus calls them. He doesn't call a timeout. He doesn't. He doesn't. Wait until the activity dies down. They're out there. That's when Jesus calls them. You say, what's important about that? I'll tell you in a minute. All right. Listen, the call, the call. Point number one is this. The call today is this. Point number one, closely follow the Savior. Point number one, closely follow the Savior. What did Jesus say? He said, follow me. Follow me. We know, guys, he was physically on earth that day and age. So they were physically walking behind him. But he he's saying you need to closely follow the Savior. Guys, this is why I think it was important that Jesus came up to them while they're still working, while they're still active, while they're still busy. Is Guys, he called them so that they would show their priority. Okay? He called them to show their priority. Guys, they're in the middle of busyness, right? We just established that. He's saying, hey, do you care about me more than the stuff you're doing right now? I mean, again, the thought comes to my mind. They're throwing it out. And Jesus says, follow me. I'll be like, excuse me? Dude, I'm busy. Got stuff to do here. Got fish. That's how I make my living. That's how I take care of my family. Right? That's what we would think. Honestly, Zach, if that were the circumstances, I would think, I would understand if Peter and Andrew said, we don't have time for this guy. We're busy. Hey, guys, listen. Some of you, you're busy with school. 
which is fine. You're busy with sports. Nothing wrong with that. You're busy with, man, my friends, I, I care about what they think, and, and I'm posting, and I, I, I want to have a good time with them, and I want to hang out with them. Hey, guys, some people, you're too busy to hear the call of Jesus. He's coming by. He's saying, follow me. You say, no, 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 I'm too busy with homework right now, Lord. I'm too busy playing basketball, Lord. I'm too busy with sports. I'm too busy staying up with what my friends are doing. Hey, guys, they were in the middle of their business, and he said, what's your priority? What's it going to be? What's more important to you? Hey, guys, what's it going to be? Are your friends going to be more important to you than the call of Jesus? Your, your, your girl that you hope to be your girlfriend one day, is she more important than the call of Jesus? Huh. What your friends are doing and keeping up with them and social media, is that going to be more important than the call of Jesus? Guys, what's your priority? He's saying, what's it going to be? That astounds me, guys. They're in the middle of busyness. They're in the middle of working. Jesus says, he didn't say, time out, guys. He didn't say, hold up. He said, hey, follow me. Wow. So there's a priority. Guys, what's it going to be? By the way, not only were they in the middle of busyness, and sometimes, sometimes, guys, we we discount the calling of God or the, the work of God because we say, no, no. Ethan, when, I, when things slow down, then I'll care about what God wants me to do. I mean, guys, when, when the activity ceases, when things calm down, then, Lord, you know, Lord, what do you want me to do now? Hey, guys, I get it. Sometimes I do the exact same thing. I'm working. Lord, I'm too busy. Lord, I'm doing this. I'm taking care of my family. I'm too busy. Hey, guys, we need to make sure the Lord's call is more important than anything else. I understand we got to work. I understand you guys got to go to school. If you're on a sports team, you, you want to perform well, I get all that. That's fine. But, guys, is Jesus more important than any of that? Hello? Is Jesus more important than all that Good. stuff? Yeah. We need to ask ourselves. Because, Kevin, if we don't watch it, something will always be more important to, than Jesus. And then we'll be 80 years old and say, where'd my life go? Yeah. That's a, right. Guys, Jesus can still use somebody at that age. But can we agree? That's a little late. Right. Oh, no, Lord, I'm too busy. I, I, I got to achieve in basketball. I got to make good grades. And you should make good grades. And then you go to college. Zach, I got to do well in school. How about Jesus? And then after that, I got to get married. We got to start a family. I got to make money. Hey, guys, we live in a day and age where people care more about their jobs and more about their money and more about everything else. I got to have this car and I got to build up this money, much money in my bank account. Guys, and if we don't watch it, everything becomes more important to Jesus. Time after time after time after time after. Listen, guys, I think if these boys didn't respond to Jesus' call right then, Jesus would have said, all right, see you and keep on going. Right. I think uh, we may have never heard about Peter and Andrew again in the Bible. That's my belief. I could be wrong, but that's my belief about it. Guys, are you too busy to hear his call? Are you too worried about, Kevin, if I surrender, my friends are going to make fun of me. Is that more important? Dude, if I really put myself out there and get serious with God, that girl that I'm interested in, she may not be interested anymore. Is that more important? The priority. Hey, guys, who are you following? Who are you following? The Bible says... No man, get that, no man can serve two masters. Either you'll love the one, hate the other, hold the one, and despise the other. You can't do both. I can't do both, and you can't do both. It's impossible. Hey, guys, are you more worried about being cool than being committed to the Lord? Are you more into following the crowd than what Jesus wants? Are you more into, I got to make that money, than what God wants? The priority. Guys, he says, closely follow the Savior. He's saying, follow me, follow me. Hey, guys, can I tell you today? Jesus is calling. It's not because I'm preaching. It has nothing to do with that. But Jesus is calling. He's saying, come on, guys. Follow me. Follow me. You say, Brother Tom, he's not physically walking on earth. I know. But you can still follow him today. You know what the word follow means? Obey him. Mm -hmm. Obey him. 
Hey guys, you can still closely follow the Savior today. There's got to be a priority of it. And you got to pursue after him. Guys, you got to get after it. You got to go after it. Listen, many things in this life, we put so much effort and we strive and we care. And you, you invest time and energy and effort. And then when it comes to your walk with God, you put forth no effort. Right? A lot of, a lot of people do that. And we're all tempted to do that. Guys, how much effort do you put into your Christian life? It's good. Yeah. Listen, get this. The more effort you put in, the more benefit you'll get back. Right. If you're not putting anything out, guys, you're not going to get anything back. You're thinking, I I'm not really noticing any difference in my Christian life. Are you putting any effort into it? Hmm. Are you trying? Are you trying? you got to be pursuing. you got to go after it. And guys, you got to be passionate about it. You got to be passionate about it. Check out some of these verses um, here that I have written down. This is Psalm 63 8. It says, My soul followeth hard after thee. That's David. He's saying, I'm going hard after this, God. I need your help. Psalm 63 1, O God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. You know what he's saying? Nothing else in this world will satisfy me. I've got to get a hold of God. Guys, do we ever get desperate like that? Or is it we're just so so used to the routine? You're just you're just cruising by. You just you're just casual with everything. Hey guys, casual Christians become casualties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't get casual with this. Keep putting forth effort. You say I know this passage. Great. You should still listen, not because of me, because it's God's word. I know what we're going to do in church today. You should still come. Right. Listen, I know the routine. That's all right. Listen, it comes from God. You still need to put forth the effort. Many guys don't. Psalm 42, 1, it says, "My As the heart, talking about a deer, panteth after the water brook, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? You know what David's saying? He's saying, I'm thirsting for it. I'm desiring it. I need it. I need it. I need it. Guys, I get it. There's plenty of days I get up. It's humdrum. I don't feel like reading my Bible. I do it, but I get it. You're just kind of, Lord, I know I need to do this, but I need your help. Guys, there also needs to be those days where you're saying, God, I know I need this. Please help me. Guys, in those days where we're feeling the doldrums and we're feeling numb and lazy, you need to push it even more and say, God, I need you today. Hey, guys, that could be the very day that the devil's bringing his kill shot at you. If you're just cruising through and I know I need to read my Bible, but blah, blah, blah. Okay, done. Lord, help me today. Okay, I prayed. You're set up you set up to go down real quick. Right. And so am I. Let's be passionate about it. Guys, there needs to be a vibrancy and a vitality to it. Hey guys, how how passionate is your Christian life? Hey guys, I'm not talking about putting on a show. Anthony, I'm not talking about putting on a show. When the people are around, oh I praise God. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when you read your Bible, do you say, God, please speak to me. Give me something. When you pray, guys, I get it. We don't feel it sometimes, but you know what? When you pray, God, help me. God, put my heart into this. God, help me with this. Are you passionate with it? And guys, let me also say this. He called Peter and Andrew, but can I say that it was personal? You say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's talk. You just said there's two guys. Two guys is not personal. That's a group. Okay? What, what are we talking about? Guys, this is personal. Even though he called both of them at the same time, it was an individual decision. It was an individual decision. They both followed But guys, Peter had to decide for himself. Andrew had to decide for himself. And guys, you have to decide for yourself. Hey guys, listen. We cannot devote ourselves to God as a group. I wish we could. I really wish we could. 
but we can't. Right. We can't do it as a crowd. Guys, we can't as a class say, all right, Lord, here we are as a class. We're devoting ourselves to you. You're number one. That's impossible because right. I can only choose for myself and you can only choose for yourself. You say, well, I want to influence my friends. That's good, but they still have to choose for themselves. Mm-hmm. You can't do it. By the way, guys, you can't do it for somebody else. You can't do it because of somebody else. I can't do it because I say, you know, Zach's living for God and I want to too. Hey, guys, that's a good influence, but I got to do it because I want it for myself. Yeah. If you're doing it for your friend, that's not going to last. You got to do it for the Lord. Okay? You understand that? All right. You got to do it for him. And guys, practically, how do we closely follow the Savior? How do we do that? Both Tom, what am I I supposed to do? If I want to closely follow the Savior, what am I supposed to do? Guys, here it is. This is stuff you've heard, but don't don't, uh, bypass it. Listen, get in your Bible. Get on your knees. Be in God's house. Hey, guys, you want to closely follow the Savior? These are the steps. The Bible says uh, steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Psalm 37. Hey, you want your steps to be ordered by the Lord? Psalm 119. Order my steps in thy word. Guys, God is going to order your steps. He's going to command you how to live. He's going to show you the actions to take and the actions to avoid through his word. Get in it. Get passionate about God. Teach me what this word says. Hey, guys. Hey, hey, pay attention today, guys. Many guys know a lot more uh, lyrics from a rap song than they do words of this book. Right. And then we wonder why our Christian life doesn't go anywhere. Because right. we're more passionate about the things of this world. Again, this is not evil in and of itself, but you've heard me say a lot of times, you can hear a stat line from your, from your favorite athlete and know it off the top of your head, but then we preach to you for an hour and we say, what did they preach about? Uh, God, that's not good enough. Right. It's not good enough. Yeah. You, yeah, your favorite player, he had this many points, this many rebounds, this many assists, and you know everything about him. When it comes to God's work, we don't know anything. Huh. I'm not against your watching your sport, guys, but do you really try to learn from this? By the way, I talked about it in church. You need to have those takeaways, those lessons that you learn. Yeah. How about you do that every day with your Bible? Amen. How about when you close your Bible? Before you totally close it, Lord, what did I learn today? What can I take with me to school? What can I take with me to work? That's that right. would be a good habit to start. Good. Closely follow the Savior. Get in God's word. Get in prayer. Guys, Proverbs 3, 6, 6 says, um, in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. You want God to acknowledge, you want God to direct your path? You got to acknowledge him. Right. You know what that means? Check with him. I believe that's talking about prayer. Going to God, asking for his guidance. And guys, be in God's house. Hebrews 10, 25. Don't forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Guys, You can't closely follow the Savior and never be in his house. That's what I'm trying to say. Some guys, we knock on the door. Dude, you coming? I don't know. I don't know. You know, I got a lot going on. Yeah, you're throwing your net out in the sea, you know. Something else always more important. And by the way, guys, listen. Some things, there's some legitimacy to it. Like we talked about, when you get older, you got to work and all that. Okay, I kind of understand that. Not as an excuse not to come to church, but we get you got to do that. Hey, guys. In no way is it ever okay for you to skip church because you're too lazy to get out of bed. That's not okay, and that ain't ever going to be okay. All right? It's not okay for you to be playing video games instead of coming to church. Yeah, I'm real busy. Yeah, your thumbs are. (laughs) Come on now. Listen, we got some sorry excuses sometimes. Oh, God understands. No, he don't. He does not. You better be thankful he don't break your thumbs. Then what would you do with your whole life? You know? You guys are like, oh, calm down, Brother Tom. No, calm down. We need to put God first. You can't closely follow the Savior and be skipping out every chance you get. 
Come to his house. Guys, obey what he shows you to do. Have faith in him. When he, he said to these two blind men, believe ye, I'm able to do this. Believe that God can change you and work in your life. And guys, put your heart into what you do for God. Colossians 3.23. Whatsoever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men. Hey guys, many of us, we may be doing the right things, but we don't put any heart into it. We don't give it our best. And then when, no wonder we're not making progress, okay? He says, follow me. Closely follow the Savior. Guys, I like this part. Look at verse number 19. I'll read this, and then I'll give you point number two. I like this, though. This is the cool part, all right? He's saying, he saith unto them, follow me. So we got that. And I will make you fishers of men. Hey, guys, get this. Get this. Get this. Get this. Point number one is your part of it. You got to follow Jesus, right? You got to closely follow the Savior. How do you do that? Bible, getting in prayer, getting in God's house, obeying what he tells me to do, believing in him, giving forth my best effort, putting my heart into it, right? That's closely following the Savior. I like that. When you do your part by following him closely, by the way, guys, time out. Are you following him closely right now? Mm-hmm. And good. don't give me, well, everybody at this church believes. Right. I don't care. My reputation says, don't care. Yeah. Hey, Brother Tom, have you checked, checked out my Facebook page recently? No, because I don't do that. All right. But it says I'm a great Christian. Guys, we're not we're not judging it by your Facebook page. What does your heart say? What does your devotion to God say? What does your life say? I got the Christian bumper sticker. Doesn't matter. I got all the youth conference t-shirts. Good job. But that still doesn't matter. All right. It's about what your life says. Closely follow the Savior. I like this part, though. If you do your part by following him, what does he say? I will make you fishers of men. You know what that's talking about, guys? I'll give you the point here in a second. But he's saying if you do your part by staying close to me, I will change you. I will make you into something that you could never be on your own. Guys, that's exciting. That's cool. The transformation that the Lord can make in our lives is amazing. So closely follow the Savior. Point number two. It'll make you, point number two, care for souls. Hmm. Care for souls. He says, I will make you fishers of men. Listen, he's saying, Peter, Andrew, follow me. Guys, they had a decision to make. Thankfully, they made the right decision. Anthony, if they said, who is this guy? We're working. We're busy. We don't have time for this. As I said, I think Jesus would have kept on going, found some other guys that, that fit the role. No more Peter and Andrew that we probably hear about. Mm-hmm. But you know what? They made the right decision. But when they did their part by staying close to Jesus day in and day out, Jesus said, I will make you fishers of men. I will make you care for souls. He will do the work on the inside. All right, guys. Here we go. Let's dive in. Guys, when he's talking about this caring for souls, first of all, it's an influential relationship. Guys, mm-hmm. when you follow Jesus closely, which was point number one, what I mean by that is this. He has to become the most important relationship to you. You listening right. today? Yeah. Pay attention. This is kind of the key part of this whole thing. He has to become the, the most important relationship in your life. The most dominant relationship. The most impactful relationship. Guys, what I'm talking about with that is everything in your life. You should really think about, does Jesus accept this? Does he agree with this? Is he okay with this? Does he approve of this? Hey, guys, I already mentioned it earlier, but that's what that verse is talking about. Proverbs 3, 6, in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. Guys, do you ever acknowledge God before you say something? Do you ever acknowledge God before you hang out with a certain group of friends? Do you ever check with God? God, should I look at this Web page? God, should I go on this app? God, should I text this person? 
Check with him. He cares. He wants to guide you. Guys, what we do is we do our own thing. And then Kevin, when we get in a mess, oh, God, you need to help me. Before you even make the decision, you need to say, God, should I do this? And when he says no, you never have to get yourself in a mess in the first place. He needs to be the influential relationship in your life. Guys, Psalm 19, 14, great verse in the Bible. David said, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Guys, if you live at that level, then you don't listen. If you live at that level, we don't have to preach on rap music. If you live on that level, we don't have to preach against tattoos. If you live on that level, Kevin, we don't even have to mention porn because that will be so far a foreign concept to your life. Why? Because you're doing everything in your life to please God. Before you say something, you're checking with him. Before you even think something, you're checking with him that it's acceptable to him. Guys, live at that level. Hey, guys, you'll stay out of a lot of trouble by living at that level. Why? Because you're doing it for him. Is, guys, 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 is he the most influential relationship in your life? The influential relationship, and I love this part. When you have him as the most impactful relationship of your life, guys, there will be an invariable run, rubbing off. You know what that means? The more you hang out with Jesus, the more he starts to change you. Yeah. You getting this, guys? This is important. This is, this is the Christian life right here. There will be an invariable rubbing off. You can't help but start acting more like him. Hey, guys, we understand this in in just having friendships, right? Guys, you start hanging out with people more, then you're going to start thinking like they think, talking like they talk, hanging out the places they hang out, doing the things they do, liking what they like, right? It's just natural. Now, don't totally copy a person. That's a little weird, right? But not when it comes to the Lord. Hey, Zach, when we're doing all these things for... Uh, podcast and all this college ministry, I start thinking more about college ministry. Guys, I don't think about that normally. Sorry, I know I'm a terrible Christian, but I don't normally think about it. But you know what? Zach is passionate about that. The more I hang out with him, man, we start thinking about these things. Man, we need to pray more for these things and do this and do that. Maybe we can do this and, and, and talk about these things and teach about these things. Guys, you get what I'm talking about, right? You hang out with the person. Listen, you hang out, Kevin, you, you were at college last year. I'm sure you start hanging out with guys and they're, you know, Kentucky Wildcat fans, and you start getting interested in that. Did you ever, did you know who the Kentucky Wildcats were before that? Probably not, you know? He's like, yeah, I did. He's lying. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Repent. No, I'm just kidding. All right? Listen, but you didn't know nothing about that. Guys, you just wait. So you start dating some girl, you start caring about all this stuff you never cared about before, you know? You're just like, what in the world? What am I talking about, you know? Why? It's because of who you're hanging out with. Hey, guys, there's an invariable rubbing off. Guys, when you hang out with Jesus, when you're with him, when you're closely following the Savior, you're in his word, you're talking to him every day, you're in his house faithfully, you're obeying him, you're trying to please him in every regard of your life. Guys, it can't help but start rubbing off on you. You start acting more like Jesus. You start caring more like Jesus. You start start loving people more like Jesus. That's an amazing thing. Guys, that's what we need. Hey guys, the Christian life, get this, time out. The Christian life and and this class and our preaching, it's not trying to jam you into living for God. That's not what we're doing here. You know what we're trying to do? We're trying to encourage you and help you in any way possible. But you know what it's all about? Getting you close to Jesus. When you get close to Jesus for yourself, it's going to start taking an effect. It's going to start taking an effect. Listen guys, we've heard stories, some people, Jaden, they didn't even know certain if we can call them rules or things in the Christian life, but when they start coming to church, when they start falling in love with the Lord, 
Aiden, they just know naturally, you know what, this long hair, I shouldn't have it anymore. Right, right? They start hanging out with Jesus and they just start knowing that certain things are wrong. Zach, I don't know what it is. I just, I'm going to church, I'm reading my Bible. I just don't feel right saying these bad words anymore. I just don't feel right watching these wicked things anymore. I just don't feel right talking with these friends anymore. They don't know the Bible verse on it, guys, but they just start hanging out with Jesus. They start spending all their time with him. They start caring about what he thinks more than anything else. And it begins to rub off on them. They can't help but start acting more like him. And guys, I like this. Check out the details of this verse. He says, Jesus says, and I will make you fishers of men. I will make you fishers of men. Guys, there's an individual responsibility. I like that. Zach, I was studying this last night. Such a blessing to me. Because you know what? The pressure, and I have my part to do. You have your part to do. But the pressure is not on me to change people. I can't change anybody. Man, you, you get that young person, you start working on them, you start discipling them, you start praying for them, and, and Brother Tom, it's your job to change him. Boy, I am not signing up for that. Yeah. I can't do it. But you know who changes people? Jesus. Right. He says, I will make you. The onus is on him. The responsibility is on him. That's Jesus' job. Hey, guys, if I pray for you, if I encourage you, if I try to teach you, and I try to help you, and I, I do everything I can... I play my part, but if you change, it's not because of my preaching. Yeah. It's not because of how great of an influence I was on you. If you change, and by the way, it's not because you were so smart. It's right. because Jesus is so great, and he changed you. He made you to be more like himself. Right. That's what it's all about, guys. He says, I will take that upon myself. Welcome, guys. Good to see you. He says, I will take that upon myself. That's my job. That's my responsibility. He says, I will make you. Guys, get this. He says, I will make you. We're in Matthew chapter 4, verse 19, guys. Glad you're here. He says, I will make you. Guys, get this. When he's talking about make there, that's talking about transformation from the inside out. He's saying, I will change you. I will transform you. Hey, guys, we preach these verses all the time, but maybe sometimes we don't think about them. When the Bible talks about if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. You know who made that person into a new creature? Jesus did. Listen, if you're in Christ, if you belong to him, if you're saved, he will make you a new creature. He does that work. We can't do that work, but he can. Paul said about his own life. He said, I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who hath enabled me. You know what he's saying? You know, Paul's saying, you know who changed me? It was God. You know who changed me? It was Jesus. Paul wasn't just smarter than everybody else. Paul didn't just make great decisions in and of himself. And he fixed his own life. He's saying, no, Jesus changed me. He enabled me. He gave me the power and the ability. 1 Corinthians 15.10, he said, by the grace of God, I am what I am. Guys, he's giving all the credit to God. He's saying, you know who turned my life around? He's saying, I was a murderer. I was a persecutor. I, I, was, I was persecuting the Christians and the church of God. I was a wicked man. I thought I was doing right, but I was doing wrong. He's saying, you know who gets all the credit for changing me and fixing me? God. His Amen. grace changed my life. Yeah. Guys, and he can do that for you too. The Bible tells us in Psalm 37, if you delight yourself also in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. And most people think, oh, that's great. So if I love God, then God will give me whatever I want. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The verse is saying this. If you love the Lord and put him first, he will put the right desires into your heart. You understand the difference there? It doesn't mean you'll get all, all your dreams will come true. It means God will give you the right desires. He'll, he'll make you want the right thing. Ethan, who does that? Is that us saying it the right way? Is that us uh, uh, 
contouring class to hit on a certain theme and, and message people a certain way to where it finally clicks in their brain. No. Guys, we need to do our part. We need to preach. We need to pray. We need to encourage. But when somebody changes, you know who does it? Jesus. Amen. He said, I will make you. Hey, hey, hey. He said, Peter, Andrew, follow me. And if you do your part by closely following me, boys, I'll do all the rest. I will change you. I'll, I'll take you from a fisher of fish into a fisher of men. I will take you from somebody that's selfish and cares only about themselves, and I will make you more like me. Guys, you say, what's on? What does that have to do with me? That means if you will closely follow the Savior. Hey, are you closely following Jesus today in your personal life? That's good, yeah. That's what you need to be going after. That's what you need to be pushing. And when you do that, He will change you. He will make you. Hey, guys, we don't have time to testify, but I'm, I'm pretty sure every guy that's been here for a while that you've loved God and served God, you can talk about things that he's changed in your life. Guys, you may not believe this. There was a time I didn't want to get up in front of people and talk. You say, well, you certainly got over that. <laughs> All the glory to God. <laughs> Guys, I didn't want to do that. I was scared to death. There was a time, man, I didn't want to mess I didn't, I didn't want to, uh, yeah, I didn't want to mess with kids. As far as the bus routes and all, I'm like, no, somebody else, that's not my gift. Like, I don't want to do that. Hey, guys, God changed my heart. I saw him do that in my life as I was a, a teenager about to become a young adult. Ethan, I saw him change that in me. He gave me a love for those kids. He gave me a, a burden for them. Guys, he did that. That's not me. Hey, guys, you know, if you have something in your life that you're struggling with, ask, ask God to help you. Ask God to change you. He can do it. He can do it. It's hot in here, right? Y'all hot? Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm hot too. All right, it's probably going to be loud. Do what we can. Breaking the window. Do what we got to do, you know? Listen, care for souls. I told you it's going to be loud. Closely follow the Savior, and then you'll care for souls. Guys, the incredible remaking. He will make you. Guys, what is that saying? You'll start doing and caring for things that you never would have before. Hey, guys, listen. When you closely follow the Savior, get this, get this. Everybody look up here. You'll start loving what He loves. You'll start, you'll start being passionate about what He's passionate for. Hey, you'll start hating what He hates. How about this? You'll start sacrificing for what He sacrificed for. Hey, guys, that's why people can sacrifice and, and, and give money to the offering and try to help people and go out of their way to help people. You say, how does that happen? What are these people doing? It's because they've been hanging out with Jesus. And listen, Jesus is the ultimate sacrifice. He laid down his life for our sins, right? When you start getting a heart like him, he will change you into being what he wants you to be. You're the man, Kevin. Thank you. Now if you can fix the AC. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm messing with you. Guys, when you closely follow the Savior, hey, that's your job. Then Jesus will do his part. He will make you care for souls. He will transform you into something that you never were before. And guys, when he's talking about fishers of men, you're like, what is that talking about? You're involved in a rescue operation. That's what it's talking about. Hey, guys, listen. We talk about the Great Commission around here. Matthew 16, 15. Go ye into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. Matthew 28, 19. Go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them, uh, teaching them to observe all things. Right? That's the Great Commission. Hey, guys, guys, guys. Can I remind you? That's every one of our jobs. Yeah. You say, yeah, bro, Tom. You work on that Great Commission. Zach, get after it. Hey, that's all our jobs. That's your job just as much as it's my job. But you know what this Fishers of Men is talking about? Saving people from sinking down into their sin and 
They're on their way to hell. That's what it's talking about. Hey guys, we need to be constantly fishing for men, giving out tracts. We need to be going out there and, and talking to people about the Lord, inviting them, telling them how to be saved. You say, well, some of them aren't going to respond. Our job is just to keep casting it out. Keep yep. casting it out. Hey guys, are you a fisher of men? Good. Are you going after it? Are you trying to reach people for the Lord? And guys, you may think, all right, Brother Tom, yeah, I get that. You say, closely follow the Savior. Okay, I'm trying. And then you say, Jesus is going to change me. But, hold on, hold on, but. I mean, what happens after that dies down and that wears off? Then, I mean, how am I going to continue this? You know, Zach, I've had plenty of guys, you probably have too. We're talking about getting saved or we're talking about getting serious for the Lord. And they say, I just don't think I can keep that up. I don't think I can sustain that. You ever hear that? I've heard that plenty. Hey, guys, you know what? It's not up to you to sustain it. Now, you need to do your job of getting in the Bible, going to church, praying, and staying faithful to that. But you know what? The same person that changed you, who is Jesus, is the same person that will give you the power to keep on going. Hey, guys, his grace is sufficient for you as a teenager. Got news for you. His grace is sufficient for you as as a person in their 20s and in their 30s and in their 40s. And, guys, all throughout your life, listen... His grace was sufficient for me as a teenager. His grace was sufficient for me as a young young single adult. His grace was sufficient for me as a young married man. And this week, probably, I'm going to become a father. You know what? His grace is still sufficient. I'm glad for that. Kevin, I'm glad it doesn't just apply to a certain segment of life. Guys, when you're a teenager, God is great. He'll really help you. But when you become an adult, oh boy, all bets are off. No. Right. Listen, who, what God do you serve? My, My God has all power and he has his grace is all sufficient. It can cover every need that we have and every need that we bring to him. Hey, guys, if we want to keep that remaining over the long haul, John 15, 5, Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me. Stay close. He's saying, we'll bring forth much fruit, for without me, ye can do nothing. Go with me to Isaiah 40. Some of you guys are about to nod off because it's about 8,000 degrees in here. But Isaiah 40, back in the Old Testament. Check it out with me real quick. We're almost done, guys. I really am almost done. But I think this is super important. I want you to listen, okay? Isaiah 40, right at the end of the chapter. Man, these are exciting verses. Hey, guys, if you ever get tired and worn out, you're just thinking, man, I've been trying to live right, but I just don't know if I can keep this up. This is a great passage for that. You ought to mark it in your Bible so you can hearken back to it. Isaiah 40 and verse 28. Love these verses. Bible says in verse 28, Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the creator, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. Get this, guys. Verse 29. He giveth power to the faint. The faint are those about to fall out. They don't have any more strength. And to them that have no might, he increases strength. Verse 30. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Guys, what is that saying? That's saying when you have no strength to continue on, God will continue to give you the power. God will continue to give you the strength, the energy to keep on going. He's saying, listen, he gives power to the faint and to them that have no might, he increases strength. You may be in here today and say, Brother Tom, I'm weak. I'm, I'm beat down. I've had some hard things going on in my life. I feel like I have no more energy, no more strength to fight. He'll give you that strength to continue, but you got to go to him and get it. 
Those are strong verses, guys. If you feel like you're worn out and you can't do it, you're like, yeah, I'm worn out from this heat. Me too. We need to ask God to help us out, all right? But listen, he can keep you going. He can keep you in it. Hey, guys, there's no excuse as a teenager to quit. There's no excuse as a young adult to quit. There's no excuse as an older adult to quit. Listen, God has all the strength, all the power that you need. You say, well, my job is tough. He's got enough power to get you through that. My school situation is tough. My life at home is tough. He's got enough power to get you through that. We've got to go to him and get it. it says, the Bible says when, when we are weak, he is strong. And then point number three and last. Go back to Matthew 4 if you would. Last idea of this message. The call. Jesus is issuing the call today to you guys. What are you going to do with it? Listen, you need to closely follow the Savior. He said, follow me. And then you'll care for souls. I will make you. I'll do the work. I'll do the changing. I'll do the transformation. All you got to do is stay close to me. I will make you fishers of men. You'll care for souls. Point number three and last. The commitment that started. The commitment that started. Verse number 20. What's Peter and Andrew's reaction? And they straightway left their nets and followed him. That's it. Short verse, guys. But that says a lot in there. The commitment that started. Hey, guys. The Bible says, first of all, and they straightway. Does anybody know what straightway means? Right away. Right away, immediately. Guys, there was no hesitation. There was no hesitation whatsoever. Jesus said, follow me. I will make you fishers of men. Bam, they're gone. Like we said, they're in the middle of work. They're in the middle of being busy and being active. Guys, no hesitation. As soon as Jesus laid out the call, the invitation to them, bam, they followed him. No hesitation. Hey, guys. We hesitate very often. Yeah. Man, that friend may not like me anymore. That girl, man. Hey, guys, I get it. These decisions are not always easy. But you know what? If the Lord who is who he says he is and he's told us to do something and we understand that, guys, we need to respond to him right away. Don't wait. The devil's telling you to wait. If you have God's word on it, go for it. No hesitation. And there was no holding back. It says they left their nets and you're thinking... Nets. I mean, that don't sound too important. That's not one of my most valuable valuable possessions. You know, guys, when you get older, you're going to want very important things in your life. You're going to want a big house, shiny car, nets. You're like, no, nets. Nobody cares about nets. Hey, guys, this was their livelihood. This was what they needed for their job. Guys, they're throwing they're throwing their whole career back into the ocean. Guys, I don't think these nets, you leave them in the water, they're going to rot out. Maybe somebody else takes them. I don't know. But they were leaving that stuff behind. That's important to them. Yeah. That would be like the most valuable tool that you need for your job. Gone. They're just leaving it out there. There was no holding back. They left their nets. Hey, guys, you know, sometimes what is radical to us and our thinking is just reasonable. You get that? What's radical to us? Oh, man, that would be earth shattering. Lord, for me to give this up, for me to give that music, or for me to do this or that, it's just reasonable. The Bible says it's our reasonable service. It's what we should do. But guys, we need him. And it says, and they followed him and the necessary heeding. They continued to follow him and obey him. Hey guys, in John 2, 5, it says, whatsoever he, Jesus, saith unto you, do it. That's what we're saying. Follow him. Hey guys, here's the message today. Jesus is calling you. He's calling you to do what? To closely follow him. Hey, guys, are you closely following him? That's good. This week, how much effort are you going to put into closely following the Lord? How much effort are you going to put into your prayer life? How much effort are you going to put into opening this book, right. reading it, soaking in, and having it transform you? 
Are you going to be back to church tonight? Are you going to be back this Wednesday? Are you going to be back next Sunday? Hey guys, this is what we're talking about. Are you closely following him? Are you giving your best to it? When you do, guys, he'll make you care for souls. By the way, when you start closely following Jesus, you're going to get a heart for people. You know why? Because Jesus has a heart for people. When you start getting close to God, you're going to start looking at people and say, I wonder where they go when they die. Are they going to, to heaven or hell? And he's going to compel you and squeeze your heart to do something about it and try to help people. Hey, guys, we need that. We need more soul winners nowadays. We've got these professional Christians that never talk to anybody about the Lord. Guys, we need to get out there with passion. Zach, that tells me maybe we're not hanging out with Jesus as much as we should be. We know the routine. We know all the the stuff to do. But maybe our heart is not passionate for the Lord anymore. Maybe we're not hanging out with him as much as we should. Because when we are, he says, I will make you fishers of men. And guys, the commitment that started. Hey, Jesus is calling you today. But what are you going to do with it? Hey, I'm glad these guys immediately, they didn't waste time. They didn't look at their options. They didn't say, well, how much money can we make fishing? And what if we do this? And what if we go? They didn't ask for details. Jesus, where are we going? How long are we staying? Uh, Do we have a hotel that we got booked? I mean, what's our transportation? You got some donkeys or horses lined up? I mean, what are we doing? Are we walking everywhere? Come on, Lord. They didn't ask for details. Jesus said, come. They went. Hey, guys, some of us are like that. What college am I going to go to? How much money am I going to make? Not much. All right. You can check that off right now. Who am I going to marry? Where are we going to live? This is, hey, guys, just follow Jesus and he'll take care of the details. There was no hesitation, no holding back. They needed him and there was a necessary heeding. They continued to listen to him. Hey, guys, Jesus is calling today. He's calling. Hey, guys, he wants to change your life. He wants to take control of your life, turn you into something that you could never be on your own. He wants you to care for souls. He wants you to be able to look at people and say, you know what? God has put a burden on my heart. I'm going to give them a track. I'm going to invite them. I'm going to tell them about the Lord. Because that is, is, is a soul that's either going to heaven or hell. And that matters to Jesus. And if you're hanging out with Jesus, it's going to matter to you. But there needs to be a commitment on your part. Hey, guys, as I said, for some of you, you're going to hear that call. Psst. Yeah, whatever. They're just, they're, just, they're just hyping it up. There's nothing to that. And you're going to cast it aside. And it won't change your life at all. For some of you, I hope you hear this call and say, you know what? If Jesus is calling, that's it. That's what I'm going to go after. And don't put it off. Have no hesitation like these guys. Get after it now. And guys, he can change your life and do things with you no one else can do. Hey, guys, he can take a quiet guy and turn him into a preacher. Hey, he can take somebody that that doesn't like dealing with other people and turn turn them into one that helps children and teens and adults and cares for them and reaches out to them and makes a difference in people. Hey, he can do amazing things. Zach, I'm glad that the job, that's not my job to do amazing things because I can't do it. It's not your job. It's Jesus' job. He says, I will make you. I'll take care of that part. You just closely follow Jesus and he'll take care of the rest. Guys, what will you do with the call today? Why don't you ask God to show you? I guarantee if you closely follow him, he'll show you step by step by step how you can keep following him and how he can turn you into something that you never were before. But it's all dependent on your reaction to the call. Let's bow our head and close our eyes.